important. Jesus fasted, but he went out in the power. We must crown it with power, which God have originally ordained for man, which has been embedded in you, that power must burst out. It must come out and show forth. I want to see Everybody walking in the power of God. Amen. The Bible said that he was, he came out in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the, then Jesus returned. He returned in what? In the power of what? Of the Spirit to Galilee. I love that. He returned. Where did he go? Huh? There is a wilderness state for everybody anyone that want to become great prepare for your wilderness in the place of wilderness there are fasting if you don't want to go through fasting in life you don't want to go through trouble in life hardship in life you cannot make it so People see and hear the story of people and say, wow, I wish I'm like this person. But normally, when people are telling their success story, they don't tell what they went through. Sometimes they tell the story in such a way as if it was a highway. There was no traffic. They only tell you what they have achieved. Unless you praise them or you meet them one-to-one, -one, ask them questions before they tell you that, look, this is how I started. I have failed 70 times, but I didn't give up. Yeah. They never, nobody liked to speak about his failures. Everybody wants to talk about his success story. So when somebody meets you, the first thing he wants to tell you is about his what? 
his success story. They will never tell you their fasting time. They will tell you how they cast out demons and the demons left. They will tell you how they, they, they prayed and something happened. They never tell you, I lay hand on the sick the first time and the sick died. They will tell you those who got healed. So you think that is all. So you try once and you fail, you get disappointed. You say, is God with me? Yes, God is with you. What you are going through, everybody has gone through. What you are going through, Mensa Ottawa went through. You see him, great. You see him, like, oh, wait, someone said, someone said, prophet, I want to be like Dr. Mensa Ottawa. This man, he has no problem. I said, you don't know. <laughs> oh, look at how he's built a big church. I, I wish I have this big church. I said, let me tell you. He fast. He fast. Then we said, now we're talking about how we started. And for a year, sometimes he eats about twice or three times a week, continuously. For about 10 years, I used to eat. In fact, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday is my fasting day for over a year, over 10 years. I never tell people. That is not the regular fasting. That, that is not the, 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 the fasting that you need. This is regular life. This is an odd life that you live. But we don't tell you that. We tell you what happened, how, the, the result of it. To every high calling, there is a wilderness. If you are not ready to go through the wilderness, you are also not ready to come in the power of the Spirit of God. Everyone, Moses went through his wilderness. Oh, I want to be like Moses. You go ask Moses. Even his birth, there was a problem. He almost died. He just, he just nearly escaped death from childbirth. In fact, the man that just gathered some boldness, even after getting the boldness, and he got to a place, he said, mm, I can't keep the boy. He put him inside a basket. Put him in the Nile. And you all know the Nile. What are inside? Crocodiles. And crocodiles and children, their meat. Even adults, they eat them, their children. They say, oh, but he went to Pharaoh's house. Yes, he went there. That time, he was just enjoying everything. Anytime Moses, anything Moses needed, they would give it to him. He was just, a, he was just 
just throwing his weight around and as if he's a ruler, just on the slot platter with a spoon, golden spoon. But God took the golden spoon out of his hands. Drove him into the wilderness again because you need to go say, Moses, you cannot make it without the wilderness. Moses left and went to his wilderness. For 40 years, the guy was still taking care of his father in lost things. I don't know whether if he had his own ship, he would have left it to Egypt. Moses had been in the wilderness with sheep, goats, cows, and animals. Moses, frustrated, already his 40 years was gone, and another 40 years is going without anything, meaning that he's approaching his 80th birthday. From 40 years, you haven't made it. All that you made within 40 years, you lost all. The palace, everything that you, you were enjoying, you lost it. And the most difficult thing is that when you are rich, you are young, and you enjoy riches, and you grow old, and the riches are not there. You see, when you haven't tasted something sweet before, you don't know whether it is sweet. So you don't understand. But after tasting some things, and you come back to zero, that one. If you've been working in life, you never bought a car, you take trotro. When you are 70 or you are 60 and you're taking trotro, it doesn't matter. But when you were having all these nice cars in your 30, 35, 40, there are 50 bicycles. You don't know how to come out. You want to go out and ride your bicycle at night. If it was a new car, you want to drive it day, and you want to pass where your friends and people who know you are. If it's a bicycle, you want to dodge everyone you know. Everybody wants his success story to be seen by everybody. But our failures, we don't want anybody to see. But for you to get to that place, there are battles and warfare. If you don't know how to fight, you cannot win any battle. The greater your warfare, the greater your reward. Anything that is very hard, know that the reward too is high. The higher the risk, the greater the reward, the returns, whatever it is. There's nothing that is free. Risk-free, it also means that at the basic level. Wilderness is not to destroy us. Wilderness is to strengthen us. Wilderness is to show God to us. Wilderness is for you to know God better. 
So in our fast, 40 days, Moses went through that. And in his frustration, he was just walking and just taking care of the sheep. Brother Moses, Brother Moses, I failed in life. 40 years is gone. Another 40 years is coming. I can't see anything. I can't write any good thing about my life. The only thing I can write about is that I enjoyed life in the palace before. You know, sometimes people talk about the good days. The good old days. It's difficult when you are in a bad time and you are talking about what? The good old days. We must begin to see the good new years that are coming. Our expectations should be the years that are coming, whether they are good, but it will depend what you've done here. Most of you, those who made it in life, you can ask them. It is not easy. Some of them didn't have anybody to pay their school fees, but they have to work hard. Some of them have to sell uh, dog chains to be able to make it. Some will sleep at the street. Some of them, I remember there was a boy, gentleman, I think the grandmother was selling vegetable, chaco, is it chaco? Chaco. And this boy would sit under the, uh, the street light and want to read. I said, what? So the other day I asked the guy, I said, what? He said, oh, I'm in this school. He said, what? So you go. He, I think he got the school, he couldn't go. So I said, don't worry, I, I will pay it. Went through, came out, and qualified for te, uh, Legon. And when he started Legon, he came to Legon, said, are you in Legon? Yes, okay. He said, don't worry. The guy wanted to pay his own fees. So I gave him money. He went and used something to establish a barbering shop. So that he, after closing from this, he will go and do some barber, barbering and, and be able to keep himself going. It's finished. I told him, I'm going to take your fees. You take it. But he must eat. You know, it's not only fees in the university. In the olden days, in the old way you go to university, everything, you sit down, they come and save you. You know that? People will come and save you. Like cheap, like executive. Save you. It's dining time. You walk there, sit down, and they, eh, with fork and knife, everybody, then they'll come and save you, give you everything. The servers are there. These days. <laughs> You must go and look for watch it. <laughs> oh. How many were, were, were in Legon in those days? Time in time, just like you are going to a restaurant. They will serve you. What is it free? We are. Go and lend your mind. But now, you pay. You can get a room to sleep, but you must get 
something to cook. You have to go to market, go and buy uh, your own things, and come and know how to manage your own life from first year or second year. If you can cook too, you must find somebody who can cook and charge you. If you ask them, you ask everybody. Life is not as easy as people think it is. God made it in such a way because you are a tough person. God made you tough. He made you conquer. Why should they say you are more than a conqueror if there's nothing to conquer? Amen. <laughs> then the scripture is really uh, uh, just using words. It means that there are certain things to conquer. Life must be conquered. Things must be conquered. Whatever you need, you can conquer it. That is why you are more than that conqueror. Whatever comes on your way, difficult times may come on your way, but you have what it takes to overcome it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This then leads me to Moving the immovable. There are certain things they cannot be moved. But you can move them. You remember Jesus told his disciples that this kind, they were surprised. They tried to move something and they didn't move. And Jesus just did it at ease. And they asked Jesus, ah, why did you, why couldn't we? Do this and this. This kind. For this kind. There are some kind, they, are look, they look like immovable in the eyes of men. They don't go like that too. They need to go. They go through what? Prayer and fasting. They forgot that Jesus has fasted 40 days. He's been praying 40 days. Peter, you've not prayed. You've not fasted 40 days. And they said to them, this kind, let me read a story. Let's go to the uh, uh, Mark 9, 20 something, 5 or so. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Death and what? Death and what? So the person is deaf. He can also not speak. Two things. He can hear. He cannot speak. I command you to what? Come out of him and enter him no more. See how you just commanded him? There are some things you pray, they go and come. So he said, look, I am not telling you go. And later come back. I'm telling you that you should go permanently. I pray that people can be healed permanently. Yeah. It's very possible. Yesterday I was in Kumasi. I was having preaching. Uh, we had a program, I think we closed around even 12 midnight. It was great. And the woman, she was just looking for me, looking for me, and before I realized she came out, she couldn't hear. 
she, she's lost her hearing. And she gathered 100 Ghana cities. She's been looking. She said she went to Kufuria. She heard uh, there was something happening in Kufuria. I went there to go and look for me. The son was having some problem for years. The nose have been bleeding. They've been giving them all this medication. This nose bleeding don't want to stop. He said, I don't this boy is a student. Because his school was uh, going through some kind of... Adobwase, the boy came there. I think somebody said that people were getting healed. So they ran. The moment the boy entered there, the spirit of the Lord arrested the thing. The bleeding stopped, that is, I think three years ago or four. Till today. It cannot be explained. It cannot be explained. When God's spirit is at work, the difficult situation becomes very easy. So did Jesus cast out the deaf and dumb spirit. Then look at what the disciples, when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, and came out of him, and he became as one dead, so that many said he is dead. It was very difficult. After Jesus cast out the demon, the violent who the demon left threw the person down. And the person laid as if he was dead. I remember Obuasi, the same Obuasi, there was somebody with uh, uh, this convulsion. I, I called the person, the guy, the thing affected the brain. I don't know. When it was cast, the thing came and it fell down. And it shook as if it was dead. Epilepsy. Like epilepsy. The first thing called epilepsy. I tell you, it's, it's, the demons are gone. I spoke to the child. No, my mind have to play. You have to sit down a little bit for some time. Immediately the boy got up. And somebody said, a doctor was there. We have never seen this. This thing, it takes, uh, 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 it's a process it must go through before. I said, I don't understand that one. What I understand is demon, come out. That's what I understand. Your processes, I don't understand. The boy got up and looked at and everybody started. When God's spirit is at work, everything becomes very easy. The impossible and the immovable become movable. So I believe that whatever is holding on to your life, after this, it must move. Amen. I say, after this, it must move. Amen. Why am I saying that? According to Luke chapter 1, verse 37, Jesus said that for with God, for with God, 
For with God, nothing will be what? Impossible. Tell somebody with God, nothing will be impossible. So the angel spoke to Mary when he appeared to Mary. And he said, with God, Mary said, how can this thing be? A virgin. A virgin means a virgin, not a modern day virgin. When you get born again, you become a virgin. <laughs> well, you are a new Christian. All things pass away. So all new, if you are born again, you call yourself a virgin. But I'm talking about the natural virgin. <laughs> a virgin who has been told you're going to get pregnant and give birth to a boy. And the virgin, that this girl was looking around, sometimes figuring, she's figuring out how this thing could be. Said, how can it be? Because what I know from my great-grandfathers and my fathers that everybody that came to this world passed through a certain way is a man and a woman. I'm not yet married. I'm just betrothed with somebody. And I want to live holy life. I don't want to just mess up. He said, oh, don't worry. The angel told him, hey, your cousin, Elizabeth, at the old age, when everybody says it's impossible for her to get pregnant, when all medical signs, the medical signs have just raising her off, she and her husband, and they are now almost giving up, She's pregnant. He said, what? He said, that woman, they've even given her a name. You know, sometimes your problem can become your name. Oh, let me read it. Now, indeed, Lisbeth, the relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her. For her. Who was called? Who was what? So she, they've called her Baron, 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 Elizabeth Baron. Nice name, eh, bro? Elizabeth <laughs> <laughs> Baron. The one that everybody knows as Baron. Have given birth, uh, is, is pregnant for six months. So, wow. Lisbeth, I know her. My mother has told me about Lisbeth. My uncle has told me about Lisbeth. That even don't go close to her. That Lisbeth, are you sure I know her? She's an old woman. Oh, lady, how can she? And I thank God that the Holy Spirit will use. God will use somebody's example to encourage you to have faith. 
He saw that the woman, she, uh, Mary was struggling. So he said, Mary, it has happened. If I'm able to make Lisbeth, who is old, pregnant, it means that I can also make a young girl like you pregnant. Yes, Lisbeth is married, but she and her husband has passed childbearing. Lisbeth spares childbearing. Imagine I tell this lady that she will get, get pregnant. <laughs> you won't. You won't. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just using you as an example. <laughs> Without me. <laughs> Some of you will call me a false prophet. <laughs> because Mr. B is over 80, isn't it? 80, 82, going to 83. <laughs> and look at how handsome you are. Hey. So I tell her, your wife, this woman is going to get pregnant. It's a prophet. Did you take trauma? <laughs> trauma dog. Yes, I shall refer to trauma. Some of you think I've taken something, or I've mixed, how do you call it? I've mixed the doses. Also from, no sin, you say crack, 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 But he used that. When everybody thinks it's impossible, when nature says that this thing cannot happen, he said, nature said it won't happen, but it has happened. Yours too, nature says that without a man, you can't give birth, so it will also happen. So she was very encouraged. Sometimes you need some, something to encourage yourself. Then that's where the angel says, said, how can it be? I said, for with God, nothing will be what? Tell somebody with God, nothing will be impossible. When I say nothing, is what? There's, there's no exception. When it comes, God is in the situation. Everything is called 
possible. Yes. Get God into the equation. When you bring God into the equation, one times one, you can get a million. That is God. If we have this in our mind, in our heart, that is where our faith should be based on. That the God of possibility, when it comes into our life, our situation will never remain the same. It is this common kind of faith that God wants us to rely on so that we can move the immovable. With God, I love it. With God, touch somebody. With God, this is the basis of prayers. If I know I pray and it won't work, I, I won't even waste my time. Because I know God has the ability and will be able to make the impossible thing possible and get to him. And as you move and we move there, don't limit God. The only thing that can limit God is you. The Bible says that, and the Israelites in the book of Psalms, that they limited God by their own belief. I mean, they didn't believe God. They didn't have faith in God, so he put limitation. Yes, again and again, they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. Anytime I say, hey, can a man limit God? Yes, you can limit God in your life. You can give God a limitation where to operate and where not to operate. You can give God a place that God knows. After this one, you can do after this one, stay aside. Their unbelief limited God. So whenever we see God being limited in our life, it means that our unbelief. I want us to stand in faith. Faith. And it will be performed. With God, with the Bible says, with God, what? And the place he also wrote, he also said, that's one Jesus was the one who said it. He said, all things are what? To those who what? Who believe. And Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are what? To him who what? So it simply means that believing God brings God in your situation. Anytime you believe God, you put yourself in a place of possibility. Why don't we get some result? Because we have limited, you no, know, you go through some situations such a way that the thing, you no, know, one thing repeats in your life several times, you will come to accept it and it's difficult to believe it's very easy for you to pray a simple prayer for somebody who doesn't know who haven't studied sicknesses and diseases the causes and the effect of them 
than the one who have done studied it. He studied how the body works, how they said. So when you didn't lay hands, ah, how can this malaria laying hands? What he doesn't understand why uh, how a laying hand can destroy malaria parasite. But some people can believe God. And I've seen people believing God to have healing in, in malaria. I remember somebody came here, hands, the, the temperature came down. You'll now begin to analyze me. So faith is very vital. But faith can also is within a certain area. We have faith in different areas. Some people have faith to make money. Hey, when it comes to believing God for land, some people can do it. But they've seen God working for them in that area before. So they are, their faith is strengthened in those areas. There are some people they can believe God for. Tell me what some of you have got easy way of believing. There are certain things you can believe God for. But when it comes to some things, it's difficult. Not everything I can believe God for. I'm still growing in some of them. There are some areas I know I'm very strong in faith. There are some areas I'm yet to grow in that area. I don't have business mentality. So if you want to do business with me, say, Prophet, some people go, oh, Prophet, let's do this business. Me? I don't have faith for that. But some people have faith for so that, so that I had my people, they have their business and they know they, they'll come, it will work. I said, yes, but I can pray for people for the thing to work. <laughs> I'm telling the truth, I'm telling the truth. I can pray for the people for the thing to work. Just because sometimes the person, what he will tell you, will even give you faith to pray for him. So not everything pastors are faithful. With God, all things are possible. If you want to enter, remove the immovable, you need flinching faith. You need faith that is very strong and rooted in Jehovah God. Not any other faith, but faith that is grounded and rooted in Christ Jesus. That is that faith that works. A faith that never fails. And a faith that will always move every mountain that you know. This great faith is the faith which I'm talking about. Job chapter 13 verse 15. It's not a faith that only gets things. He said, God, even if you kill me. Though he what? He slay me. Yet will I trust him. This is what I call real faith. Christians sometimes follow God because of what they will get. We want our comfort and not about the kingdom. We want our comfort. We want to be nice before men. He said, Lord, even though you do what? You slay me, yet will I trust him. 
Even so, I will defend my own ways before him. He said, look, if the cause is even from you, I will not be angry with you. Some of us, we fight with God always. When we are in trouble, we stand. I said, God, you see, we trusted you disgrace us. <laughs> Sometimes we, we even threaten God. Sometimes you see people pray, God, give me a husband. Give me a husband. Or I have a slide. Backslide. Standing God. But no matter what is happening to you, it does not give you alliances to be. Say, continue to trust. If you don't trust him, who else can you trust? If it doesn't work with you and God, what else will work for you? For me, I have no place to go. I have only one God. I have one Jehovah God. If things fail, I have no place to run to. There's no way I will run to a juju man. There's no way I will go and look for some powers from somewhere. For what? For what? If you offer me power, I don't from God. I don't like it. Because the one I have, greater is he. That is in me than the one that is in the world. You may not see it today. You may not see the manifestation of it today. But it is still there. Don't compromise your stand. Because there are bad days. To everybody, there are bad days. Even Jesus, there was bad days for them. You remember he was in a boat. And the boat should have sailed coolly to the end. But it wasn't so. It started moving. Storms came again. Tempest came against him. He was in a boat. Not that he wasn't in a boat. He too was going through the tempest, but he was sleeping because he knows what God can do. Amen. Your business can go through all kinds of Don't think like Jesus said, oh, Jesus, where? They said, when we, are, we serve God, look at what has happened to us. Look, this God, is it true, Christ? What we are believing, is it working? It's, it's true. Yeah. He himself, under was sleeping, the sea didn't have respect that Jesus was inside. Whoa, an amount of respect. <laughs> and a great windstorm arose. And the waves beat into the boat. So that it was already failing. A wave and a storm that would create panic in the life of fishermen. After a carpenter. I don't know how he would take it. You might be facing storms. You might be facing waves. But that is not the end. Continue to trust the Lord. The fact that you are in the, the wave is hitting you here and there doesn't mean that Jesus is not with you. He is 
sleeping and lying down there with you. The storm is hitting both of you. Just tell him, Jesus, awake. And do something for me. But he was in the stem asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Ah, you shouldn't even have asked, told him this. You are not the only person in the team. The guy is also there. So if we are going to be swallowed by the sea, ah, Jesus too will be swallowed by the sea. So just once he's in your boat, just relax and look at the storm and laugh at it. Tell him, because Jesus is in this boat, you won't. Jesus, then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still, and the wind ceased, and there was a great, not calm, but what? So it was calm from the beginning. The storm came. This time, great calm. Then the disciples, look what it. But he said to them, Why are you so what? Why are you what? Tell somebody, why are you fearful? You see, don't let anything frighten you. Don't let anything, including even the midweek, mid-year budget. Don't let it frighten you. Don't let it frighten you. Don't let anything frighten you. This is what he said. How is it that you have no faith? So their problem is not the, the storm. The problem is no faith or little faith. Or their faith is gone. When the devil comes against you, what he's looking for is to steal your faith. That is why the scripture encourages us to fight what? The good fight of what? Faith. That is the very battle, one of the most, the only battle we've been encouraged to be fighting every day. Well, when the devil comes, he tries to punch hole into your faith. When you are sick, he punch hole into your, 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 your faith that you will die. So sometimes it's not the sickness you are, not, you are afraid of. It's the outcome of what? Huh? The disease. Most of the time, it's not the sickness we feel. It is what the, the half of the, you anticipate that this sickness might be this. So I'm going to end like this. So before you realize, you hear news. that this person is dead from that disease. And before, uh, you see the news, I'm, I'm maybe I'm, I'm saying, 
People come and tell you, hey, hey, did you hear one of our classmates who was there? They had got high blood pressure and he died. And that was the very day they, they, you discovered that you have high blood pressure. Say, hey, hey. I will tell you, hey, what happened? My, my, one of my classmates, he got diabetes. And he said, no, diabetes, and this happened, and he died. Say, yeah, I'm not going to have it too. See, he will preach all this kind of new listen to you. But forgetting that about millions of people have high blood pressure, it is only one that died. He won't tell you those who got it and are alive and are doing well. Those who got healed, they won't tell you. You only hear about those who died so that your faith will be destroyed. So tell somebody, have faith in God. Have faith in God. If, even if God slay me, if any storm come against me, that is not the time for us to throw in the towel. Remove that thing. Proverbs 3 verse 5 says that trust in the Lord. Isn't it? Trust where? With what? All your heart. And lean not where? On your own understanding. Our understanding is based on the environment, on what has happened, on what we see, and on what we've heard, and on the people we've interacted. That is how we understand things. Do not lean, because this understanding sometimes is crooked. Lean not. Abraham did not lean on his own understanding. The old understanding is that Abraham and Sarah knew that at 38, you cannot be productive. And he's not the only person. He's seen it for his great his father, great grandfather, great 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 grandfather, and his head. And he hasn't seen anybody around at that age that have given birth like that before. He was barren for this age. So the understanding then is that you've passed that age. He said, if you lean on that, you are not going to have the result. So Jesus, God came and broke that thing. His understanding, you remember, when God appeared to Abraham, he said, Lord, you know I am what? Say, I'm old, I'm barren. Sarah too is old. And my uh, seven... Uh, Eliezer from, uh, is it Damascus? Yeah. I said, but Abraham said, Lord, Lord God, what will you give me? Seeing his understanding, what, what is he seeing? He said, God, see, this is how our understanding is. Seeing that what? I, I go childless. So my, what I see, God, look, see, you're childless. Hey, at this age, I've registered uh, I'm part of, uh, I've registered part of the uh, a candidate of childlessness. I, I, I have passed the exams. So there's no way. My real school. <laughs> if you lean, Abraham said, Lord, said, I go childless. And the heir of my house is a leader of what? God said, I'm going to change the way you see. I'm going to change your understanding. 
Because if you lean on this understanding, you will never get the result. Some people failed because of the way they understand things. The reason why people fail examination is not because they're stupid. It's because of the understanding. They understand, they ask you a question, and his understanding is like this. So you answer it according to your understanding. And when you answer it according to your understanding, it's not in line with the, the, the thing. They say you failed. That is what they call failures in this world. So people have failed in faith too. They did faith examination and they failed. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one, one word, shall not be your heir, but one who will come from where? Your own body shall be your heir. God has settled it. He said, look, Abraham, I don't care about your age. I don't care about the age of your wife. I don't care about the age of whatever you can do. One thing I know is that this is not the one that's going to inherit you. I'm going to give you a child. And <laughs> it's like, uh, then he said, Abraham, if you keep on understanding things like that, you will not progress. Sometimes you must bring people in a certain way. Come on. If you understand things like that, if you do it in the same way, you fail. He said, Abraham, he brought him outside and said, now I'm going to give you a different understanding. Look what now says here. Change what you've been thinking about. Look now where. Towards where. Where cometh your help? Where cometh your miracle? From God. He said, don't look at the situation. Don't look at what your body, don't look at what is happening to you, but look towards heaven. That is where multiplication can come from. That is where God can bless you. That is where miracle come from. That is where God, things can change. That is where the natural things can change. That's where supernatural is. That is where power comes from. He said, look into the heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your what? So he's changed the thinking of. So anytime Abraham is walking, he's only seeing stars. Not the one they slap you. <laughs> There are some slap, it gives stars. That's not what I'm talking about. He's seeing stars, seeing his children, seeing babies, seeing babies. Wow. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, You and Sarah, you will give birth. And that day, the Bible said, And Abraham believed God according to Romans chapter 4. And he believed in the Lord. And they counted to it to him for righteousness. So let's go back to the Romans chapter 4. Then I'll finally end there. I'll finally end there. Romans 4, 17 or. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. Who said it? In the presence of him whom he was. What God said now changed the understanding of Abraham. 
in the presence of him whom he believed. God, not anybody. Who gives what? Tell somebody, God gives life to the dead. Tell the next person. This is what God wants you to understand. He wants you to understand that he gives life to the dead. Jesus came to give life. How many know that? The only religion, religious leaders say that I am the way. Aquino. The truth. When one truth, it's not in any book. It's in Jesus. It's a person. The truth is a person. The way is a person. That's why anybody who comes in and does not pass through him, he calls himself a dog. He's a thief and an armed robber. Well, armed robbers don't like passing through the right channel. He's the way. He's the truth. He's also what? Huh? How many want direction? Direction is solely in the life in Jesus. If you want proper direction to where you're going, look for Jesus. If you have Jesus, you have direction. It's very difficult for anybody to deceive you if you have Jesus in you. Except you yourself want to be deceived. His life. He said, he is the one who gives a word. Hmm? He gives life to where? What is your situation? Is it dead? Can God give life to the dead? He gave life even to a literally dead person called Lazarus. He woke people up from the dead. Not coma. But dead. He gave life to the dead. I want you to know your situation is not all. It's not gone. There is life coming. He's going to give life to that situation. Not only that, I love the number Why he gave life to the dead and also calls what? Those things, those things, which be not as though they were. You see, today you're walking. Imagine I say you are struggling. You want some money, so oh, uh, uh, pastor, uh, I want some today. Obra, 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 obra. Then I see you, millionaire. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I want something to eat today. You are calling me a billionaire. Let me tell you, those who became billionaires, they've also, they were in, the, in need before. They started somewhere. They did not come. How many of you saw somebody come into this world with millions of dollars in their hands or a check from heaven? They were all God on this earth, isn't it? 
You're potentially millionaire. Look, a millionaire is a millionaire. Anybody who is properly a properly millionaire, which is God one sent one, if we take away the millions, he will make it again. It's an attitude, it's a mindset. Anybody who is a successful person, take everything away from him. Leave him again. He will make it. Some pastor came to me, there's some years time, some pastors came to me, I said, he was pastoring for some, uh, his senior pastor, he said, my senior pastor, eh, he's taking my check from me. I said, are you called? He said, yes. I said, ah, if you're called. What do you, and, ah, you are a driver. You have your driving license. You are driving somebody's car. He takes the car from you. He doesn't make you less a driver. Get another car. So I bought him some instruments. Say, go and start. But don't steal the members of that church. Start. If you take those people, they will give you trouble. He went and started. I had a program for him. Within one year, the church was bigger than the other church. Eventually, his church is bigger than his, the senior pastor who sacked him. And the man started blaming that I am the cause. Just help a driver. That you said I've lost my job. I said, get this. Don't even plant the church close to where it is. Go far. She so went to uh, some other place, the extreme end of the center, and started it. I said, don't take those people because normally when you take people like that, it's going to give you trouble. Because there are sinners in the world, more sinners in the world than in the church. So why should you waste your time fighting over uh, uh, people who are already saved? Go and look for those who are not saved. Say, I understand for your information. All the churches, all congregations, they belong to one man. It's a one man who has got a big farm, divided it, central, Mundoha. Action, Mundoha. Presby, Mundoha. It's his farm. And when we all finish, the product we are going to give it to. The same owner. Why should you go and sell here and put it here and go and give it to the same man? Wisdom. Huh? Yes. I said, why? 
concentrate on your calling. Do it. There are different grades. Some people can gather one million. Don't think about their million. You gather what the strength God gave to you. At the end, look, all of you belong to God. I didn't die for any one of you. Neither did Otapo go on the cross for you. It is Jesus. That is why, wherever you are, you have to be very committed to it. If you are here, commit yourself to that. Eventually, all of us are going to go give account to the one. And I don't want to go there. And God says that, thief. <laughs> and to call me a thief because I went to somebody's farm. He said, this one is a stolen item from this farm, even though they all belong to me. I don't want to go and meet that man, God, for him to tell me that. Faith. Calling things which be not as though they were. Look at yourself. Your condition there is not permanent. Amen. Begin to call things which be not as though they were. What are the things that be not? The things God said you are. He said you are more than a conqueror. But in truth, in, in reality, when God said we are more than a conqueror, see you are lying down. How many have seen yourself like that? So that God said, you are, you are more than a conqueror, but you see yourself uh, 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 as if you have been defeated. He said, more than a conqueror, but you see yourself, <laughs> this, in, this in power and <laughs> the kind of life I'm seeing today is done. He said, calling things which be not, as though they were. Even though this is not my present condition, but that is who I am. Yeah. I might not have Money in my pocket. Some of you are rich people. You can say amen. amen. You fear. You fear. Poverty have hip ya. <laughs> you are afraid to say amen even when I say you are rich. He <laughs> said, Prophet, ah, you know my pocket. <laughs> I'm not talking about your pocket. The fact that there's nothing in your pocket now. If I look into people's pocket now, I may not see. You can have people who are 100,000 rich, 1 million rich, but they don't have money in their pocket now. It's at the bank. The fact that the money is at the bank and it's not in your pocket doesn't make you a poor person. You may walk without nothing in your pocket now. But the bank of God, the bank of heaven, this is not bank of Ghana, bank of heaven. Which policies cannot affect it? When you put your money there, your faith there, your faith there, they are protected. Amen. Arm robbers cannot go there. Yes. The only arm robber who tried was Lucifer. Yes. But you saw what happened to him. Yes. So 
they were all cast down. So calling things which be not as though they were. So as you walk there, oh, say, look at yourself. Yeah, 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 I'm great. I have a son. Call yourself father of many nations. Father of many nations. And people were laughing at, uh, uh, said, God has to change even their names. You know that? He changed Abraham to Abraham. Uh, Abraham name to Abraham. And changed Sarah to Sarah. And who simply means that father of many nations, mother of many nations. So anytime Sarah wanted to uh, call Abraham, father of many nations, and people say, hey. Maybe, you know, when you are old, when you are old, certain things, uh, this is old age syndrome. They say, look at those barren people calling one another mother of many nations. You don't even have one. How can you bring forth a nation? But God saw the nation in Isaac. Look, sometimes it is only one thing that comes to you. But out of that one thing is going to be a great nation. And with that nation, up till today, that nation is very strong. Isn't it? That is one of the oldest nations you can ever find. Even though it's one of the newest ones that was formed. Even if we try to destroy it, it can't be destroyed. They try to stop it. They try to destroy Israel. They were scattered all over. That it is finished. But the word of God that called it a nation still made it a nation. Amen. To you the same way. At the point you may be, you may be scattered. Some of them went through, uh, listen, the Nazis tried to just finish them all together. Put them to gas chambers. We finish them. You cannot finish the word of God. When God speaks about you, nobody can stop you. When God says something about you, it doesn't mean that you won't go through things at a point as if it was stateless. As if it will never come back. But where they got to, it looked like they were lost. But till today, that language is still kept original language got it then one day after the war they sat down and said oh let's form this and they even look at, at the place they should put them eventually they made them a nation within a short time they rose up powerful they are not a hundred years older than ghana physically isn't it when was it established huh 40 1948. Ghana is 1957. Nine years. Our senior brother. Brethren. 
I'm saying this not even because of a nation, but I'm talking it because of you. God spoke that to Abraham. And because of what he said, nobody can destroy that nation. You are afraid. It's the truth. And because of what he said about you, nobody can destroy you. Yes. Yes. Who is an Israelite? It is you. A true Israelite. Those who believe and have a similar faith. Like Abraham's faith. And that is what I'm talking about. Brethren, your condition may be very difficult. Today, God's word has come. That with God, nothing shall be impossible. You can reach out to any goal. There's no limitation for you. Whatever God says you have to be, nothing can stop you. The pastor cannot stop you. The nation cannot stop you. And no any other people can stop you. Because you have the backing of Jehovah God and his word. You will achieve it. Amen and amen. We have come.